Hello and welcome to Captivate Insider. This is episode number 20. I hope you're keeping well and safe and that you are smashing through your podcast goals for 2022. My name's Gary. I'm the head of design here at Captivate. I'm your host and each week I'll take you behind the scenes and chat to our team about some of the features that we're working on, some industry news and whatnot, and also some tips and tricks about using Captivate along the way to make sure that your podcast is rocking and rolling. Make sure that you follow this podcast on your preferred podcast app of choice. That way you won't miss an episode when it lands every Wednesday. And we're also online. If you want to listen in your browser, head over to insider.captivate.fm and listen to all of our episodes over there as well. Now, before I crack on with the meat and potatoes of this episode, I just want to give you a quick heads up that next week there'll be no episode as myself and the team are all at the podcast show in London 2022. So we'll be there from Tuesday morning onwards. We're exhibiting there, so that's going to be a really fun, interesting week. And we've also got a bunch of prep that we're still doing that will take up Monday. So no episode next week, but I will be back the week after that, week commencing the 30th of May. So design assets and giving your podcast that professional edge that goes beyond just working up your cover art, which is obviously very important. But you see a lot of guides and a lot of tutorials out there. I mean, there's millions of them anyway for everything to do with podcasting, but you see plenty of them around how to get your podcast started. So pretty much every podcast, quote unquote, guru and every hosting company, etc., have all got a very similar guide. And uh, Captivate is no different. We have a, a really good guide. Our how to start your podcast guide is, I'm not being biased here, I think is one of the best in our industry. It's very, very in-depth. It's got tons of very cool information and goes beyond just your standard do these three things and now you've got a podcast. It goes into a lot of a lot of in-depth stuff there. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well. It's a really good guide if you've not seen it yet. But even so, the advice and all of the direction that we have for the design side of things and how to brand your podcast and work up your cover art, which is obviously very important, kind of stops there. And that's the same with most of these guides. So they don't take into consideration all of the other places and all the things that you need to make sure that when your listeners and potential listeners are seeing your your podcast out in the wild somewhere, that it looks professional and hasn't just been a bit of a rush job and you've kind of fudged it by reusing assets to try and fit other things, etc. And I'll come on to those things in a moment. So um, I've got basically four, maybe five different other locations outside of the um, sort of standard podcast directories and apps and so on where your your podcast branding and design might be viewed and uh, some advice on how to work up your assets for those things. But before I get onto that, I do want to mention of the obvious thing, which is the the branding and design for your show. Now, like I said, in a lot of the guides that you see online, and certainly we have a bunch of info in our guide on how to do this, It's that's the foundational thing for all of these other bits of advice and all these other things. So in order to get your podcast to a point where you want listeners to start especially if you want them to start parting with some money and paying for your content and so on. They need to feel like they're, it's almost an investment, right? It's an investment into something that is portrayed professionally. Now, I see a lot of podcasts where from day one, they might have had a really good design worked up for them, a nice logo, they've had it branded correctly, and they've got a really nice bit of cover art that you might see in a, in a directory. But then you'll go over to their social media pages Twitter, for example, and there won't be a nice 
background image for the header and so on. It's just something that they've grabbed from Google or it's just a solid color or something like that. Or they might have done that and then you go over to their Buy Me A Coffee page or Patreon and they've reused an asset from somewhere and it looks fuzzy and grainy and so on. So the the branding side of things really is used to power all of these other bits and pieces. As an example, if you've gone to a service like 99designs or Fiverr, something like that, and you've got a designer to work up your your brand and your your cover art for you, or if you're a designer yourself and you've, you've worked up yourself, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, all roads kind of stop there most of the time. It's like, okay, I've got my cover art. That's all good. And my logo is this color or these colors. And uh, I've got like a nice quirky background pattern and it makes my text pop within the cover art and so on. Or I've used an image of myself. If it's a self, uh, if it's like an interview style thing and you're sort of promoting yourself as a, as a, as a leader in your niche or your field, for example. But then you get onto the other bits and pieces and I'll come onto those in a second and you start head scratching. It's like, hmm, what do I do for this? I mean, I could use this image that I found on Google of like mountains, which is really nice. <laughs> or I found this image of the sea, which is nice and calming and so on. So I'll use that as my header image for say Facebook. But then I've put my logo on top of that or my cover art and they clash horribly. It doesn't really work. Or you might be branding up something that has a bunch of customization options. So you start just color picking colors from your logo or your brand. You then look at your your masterpiece and think, actually, those colors don't work. Something's not quite right here. So I'm not going to go into too much detail on the actual process of, of coming up with your brand and your, your design assets and so on. But just, just know that your, your, your podcast cover art, that's not the be all and end all an end all of how people perceive your show that's not the the buck doesn't stop there and that's it job done and i can now concentrate on actually podcasting and produce my content and that is arguably what you should be focusing on anyway the bulk of your time should be in your content itself and making sure that your show is representing what you want to put out to the world correctly and that your content is well structured and it sounds good and it's produced well of course that's where the bulk of your time should be However, like I mentioned, when your podcast gets to a certain point where you're listening, especially if you want to grow your listenership, but your your listenership has grown and your numbers are looking good. And now you're at the point where it's like, okay, I feel like I want to monetize my show now. I feel, you know, I want, I want this show to start paying for itself to begin with. I want to cover my hosting costs. I want to buy a bit, you know, some, uh, some more equipment and put a bit more into that. Then if you're asking people to start paying for your content when they see you out in the wild, they don't just want to see your cover art reused and stretched horribly and looking terrible because it just doesn't come across as you've put enough enough time and, and effort. And in reality, you don't really need to put that much time and effort into it. It just takes just a little bit more, a little bit more work, either at the beginning when you're setting up your podcast and you're working out your brand and so on. Or at the point where you feel like, actually, now I want to expand and start marketing my podcast, or I want to monetize my podcast, that's when you need to just delve into your design assets a bit and make sure they're all good. So the branding side of things, um, the links that I'll put in the show notes, which go off to our guides and so on, they will give you the basics on how to get that set up and up and running. We've got some really good info there. But just suffice to say, don't stop at just your cover up. 
make sure that the colours that you're working up around your brand are harmonious and work well together. So regardless of where you put them outside of just the podcast app directories, they will always work well together. So if you use something as an example like Captivate Sites and we give you the option to the option to customize your background color and your text color and that kind of thing, you can use your brand um, colors, a, a selection of colors. So don't just select, don't just use one color or two colors from your logo and think that's it because that might not work with how text appears online and on websites and so on. So make sure you're coming up with a suite of colors that work harmoniously together so that they all work. And also to a degree, your font and typography as well. So there's not much that you might be able to do in terms of changing up fonts. But if you need to work up design assets for other things, not just digital, which I'll come on to in a second, that also needs to work. So I'll probably do another episode, a bit more of a longer form episode on diving into the details of getting your brand and, and your design assets worked up in detail. But for now, just take this away. Don't stop at your cover up. Make sure you've got those other things in place, which leads on to the locations and other places that your your podcast design is going to be viewed. And there's a bunch of them. There's probably a ton more more than this, but essentially these are the things that you you need to consider. So the first one, I've already spoken about it, it's an obvious one, and that is the podcast directories. So I'm not going to go into detail on that either. That's kind of linked to getting your cover art done. But that's the obvious one, and that's the one that if you're if you're serious about being discovered well within those directories and especially depending on the size of the niche that your podcast sits in that needs to be nailed and arguably that would be uh, as well as the brand so your colors and your your font choice and that kind of thing would be the foundation to work up your cover art your cover art is probably the foundation to work up your other assets so you don't just want to be reusing your cover art you want to use it to work up the correct assets for other things, which I'll come on to. But for now, your podcast directory cover art needs to be bang on point because if you're competing with 50 other podcasts in that niche, you need to make sure that yours yours is the podcast that's standing out the most and people come across it and think, ah, okay, that looks cool. Let me dive into that. What you don't want is your podcast to be the same as all the other podcasts or very similar, that people just skim read through the directory and don't really come, you know, it's not popping enough that they'll, they'll, they're in, it's, they feel like, ah, what's behind that? I really like the podcast cover art. It screams exactly, you know, people say that you can't hear imagery or you can't hear photos, but you absolutely can. So you want people to think, actually, yeah, that looks like, and it sounds weird, it looks like the kind of thing that I want to listen to, if that makes sense. And then they'll click in and away they go. So that's the first one, you, the the cover art, which I'm not going to go into detail, but I will do on another episode. The next one is an obvious one for marketing your podcast, which is social media. And there are kind of two, two things at least that you need to get nailed for this. So the first one is whenever you go onto something like Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, those kind of things, you will see two assets that, that are needed. The first one is your your podcast logo now this is the first mistake that i see people use online and i'm guilty of it myself i've done this myself 
um, with a couple of my podcasts in the past where it's just time's up against me. I just want to get this set up and I've not gone back and changed it or I've not considered it properly at the beginning. And that is just reusing your cover art as the social media logo or profile image on those things. Now, you might think that that's okay because I've done it online in my browser. My screen, my monitor is quite big. And on my monitor, I've got like a full screen browser. And when I upload my cover art into Twitter, for example, and I view it on my nice big display, it looks fine. But then if you go and look on that same page on your on your mobile phone or on a smaller laptop or an iPad, um, or for somebody that's not got a nice big 4K display like you might be working on, they've got, say if they're looking at it at work, this is the thing that I always find when I'm doing design for anything, like user interface design, UX, anything like that, I always consider that there's likely to be somebody stuck in an office somewhere who doesn't have the luxury of a budget to buy a nice big display and they're still looking at an old Dell monitor that the company gave them seven years ago, which is grey and faded, not um, not high resolution or anything like that. And so when they're squinting and they're looking at this tiny profile picture, or if someone's looking at it on their phone, they can't read out the text that's on your cover art, which you would normally view nice and large, or in the, the say for example, the Spotify directory or something like that. It looks tiny and just doesn't work. Now, you could... You could, at the very beginning when you're coming up with your cover art, have that in mind. That's always a consideration. It might be, okay, I want to make sure that the text on my cover art is pretty much taking up the entire thing because I want the text to be the thing that's out there. And so when you do look at it look at it on smaller um, apps and websites and so on, it looks okay. But that might not be the case, and it's certainly not the case. I've seen countless podcasts, countless podcasts where I've clicked on where it says, you know, follow us on socials, keep up to date and so on. I've gone on to their Twitter page or Facebook and they've reused the cover art and it's tiny. I can't make out exactly what it is. So that's the first thing, the profile or the the logo that they ask you to upload. That's one thing you need to consider. Now you might do something like just a simplified version of your cover art. You might just have, um, if you're, if you're branding in your, in your design up front, consisted of an actual logo and then a word mark to go with it, some text to accompany that, you might forego the text and just have your logo as your profile on social media. That can work really well. The second thing to consider is the header image. Now this works across a bunch of different things, but the requirements are slightly different per social channel and other places where you might see those, which I'll come on to. So the header image or the header background image is when you go on to twitter.com, you go onto someone's profile and at the very top of the page, like the top sort of quarter of the page, I would say, before you actually get to the content and so on, it's a nice background image, which you can upload anything you want. Now, the obvious thing here is you want it to be branded and stuff, you know, but you might not have considered that when you've come up with your cover art. So you, you've done your cover art and you think, right, that's cool. And then when it comes to at the time when you're starting your podcast, you want to start in marketing immediately on social or later on down the line, they're asking you for a header image and you're like, hmm, not sure what to do here. And that's what I mentioned earlier around, you might just Google a nice image. It might be an image of, you know, the Himalayas, you know, a nice mountain image to sort of portray growth and 
in an adventure and so on. Or it might be an image of the sea for calming and stuff like that. But then that might clash with your branding and your, you know, the, the thing that you've uploaded for your, your profile image and so on. So in that instance, you then need to come up with a design or go back to the designer that worked up your initial branding and say, look, I'm starting to market my show on social media. I need some additional assets. You, know, you need to get that stuff in place. And those two things work hand in hand, your profile image or, or, or logo and your header image. Nine times out of 10, anywhere that you market your show, whether it's social, some kind, some kind of monetization platform, they will at least ask you for those two things. So with the background header image, again, that could be a simplified version of your cover art. So if you've got a background, say, for example, if you've got a solid background color or you've got a color with a pattern over the top that's a repeating pattern, you might use that as the background for the entire header and then just have your logo or a variation of it in the middle. And if you want to start to really get into the marketing side of things on your header background image, you might also include some text that's, that points to your website, a dedicated website, if you have one, or your Patreon or something like that. So that wouldn't be clickable for somebody because it's just an image, but at least they're aware that you're in those other platforms or you're in those other places to find you. So they might just be happy to just jump over to Patreon and search for your website, but they wouldn't know you were there unless you had it somewhere outside of your actual website. So there's just a couple of considerations for social media. It's You'll definitely have to work up those two things. And they are different or could be different or probably will be to your actual cover art because, as I said, it might not scale down that well and look that good in a tiny little circle if you're viewed on a phone, etc. And if you want to find out more on that stuff, um, I'll stick a link in the show notes to a couple of resources where it will tell you exactly the dimensions that you need for those social media assets and so on. It'll also give you templates to make sure that wherever you place your logo, for example, on your header background image, that when the screen does get smaller and so on, the things around it won't obscure that. So your profile, your profile, your profile icon or logo is normally circular and normally overlaps the, the header. And there's also some other bits and that could obscure that. So some things to consider there. The next one is monetization platforms. So similar to social media, this is things like Patreon, buy me a coffee, those kind of things. You'll also have the opportunity to use your logo and your colors, etc., to brand your page. Now, similar to having um, the, the assets ready and available. So if we talk about Patreon for, as an example, there's also some um, requirements outside of that within the actual podcast apps themselves these days. So if we think about Apple and their recent offering for subscriptions and paid for content, Apple themselves asks for specific things within that to monetize your show. So on something like Patreon or Buy Me A Coffee, their website and the layout is kind of similar to what you would see on social. So you still need to upload a logo or um, your profile image. And the same rules apply as they do on social. It might, it might need something more than just a reuse of your cover art and also the header image as well. And if you really want to just put the icing on the cake, make sure you make use of the, um, the templates and stuff that I'll link to to make sure that your your assets um, look sharp and look correct on these different um, 
platforms because when you upload to something like Facebook or Twitter, and I assume things like Buy Me A Coffee and Patreon example, they've got their own compression algorithms built in to their asset management. So when you upload a new image, they will compress it to make sure that their website isn't sluggish and that they're having to load, you know, five megabyte images or something like that. They will always compress it down. And that's where things like dimensions come into play a little bit, because if you've got a header image that you've worked up that say thousand pixels wide by 600 pixels high, that might look perfect on something like on Facebook. However, if you move over to something like buymeacoffee.com, they might insist that their header image is 1600 pixels wide by, you know, 1100 pixels high, something like that. And if you just reuse the asset from before, it's going to be stretched and it's going to look grainy and a little bit blurry. And that's the whole, that's the whole purpose and the theme of this episode is making sure that your, your, your design, it looks professional to anyone there. The last thing you want, especially if you're asking somebody to part with some cash for your content is to look at your offering and be like, ah, it just looks like this is just a bolt on to what they're doing already. There's not much, you know, it doesn't convey that, that sense of professionalism. So, and also, as I mentioned, things like Apple now and Spotify moving in, into this sort of stuff as well, where they're starting to use their own inbuilt in-house um, tools to offer monetization and subscription offerings. So now they're starting to ask for specific assets as well. So if we take Apple as an example, if you're going to start using their subscription service, they ask for a specific subscription icon and also some promotional art that you need to use within the app. Now, as I said before, you could get away with maybe reusing your cover art for your promo art, but that doesn't really, that's not really the point of, of what we're trying to do. You could get away with it, but you don't just want to get away with it. You don't want your listeners to think, oh, this is a rush job. You want them to think like you're taking this seriously so that, and again, I'm probably going to mention this a bunch more times, but if you want them to start spending money on your content, they also need to feel like you're taking it seriously as well. So things like monetization platforms, um, buymeacoffee.com, Patreon, and now the subscription offering inside of Apple and Spotify example, they're now also asking for um, their own assets that they can use to market your show within their platform. And again, I've got a link to this. I'll put it in the show notes for Apple's requirements. And you can look at, you know, there's like two or three different subjects with different things that they need. So go and check that out and get your assets worked up for that as well. Moving on to the next one, and this is other podcast sites and blogs. And when you're guesting or appearing on other people's shows and content, whether that's doing some kind of podcast takeover or you're just guesting as an, you know, it's an appearance on somebody else's podcast or it's a trailer swap, anything like that. And also this is a really good, as a little side note here, we can't recommend this enough as a really good growth strategy, especially within your uh, within your niche, sort of raising and increasing the awareness of your show um, and getting it into the ears of other people also in that niche. And it's not just for podcasting, but this is like if you're doing blogging or written articles, etc. But if the, if say for example, if you're guesting on someone else's podcast and on their podcast, they have a, a dedicated website, for example. And on their website, you know, they have a layout for a particular, they might have a, 
they might have a page that lists all of the people that have guested on their show and they want like a nice layout that shows that. Or they might have within that specific um, episode that highlights the the podcast episode that you guested on, they might want some branding to go on there from you. Now, that might not be your typical square 3,000 by 3,000 pixel cover art that you've already worked up. They might ask you for a horizontal version of your of your logo. Or they might ask you for um, the other way around. It could be a vertical image, vertical version of your logo. So they might ask you for that. And if you've not got those things worked up, then it's back to the designer again, you know, firing up Photoshop or Figma or Sketch or something like that, Adobe Illustrator, any of the tools that you've used to work up your cover art or Canva, you know, online, something like that. Then it's back to that. It's like, yeah, okay, I can get this to you. Now, if you've already got that stuff in the bank, if it's in your locker, then there you go. Within five seconds, you've replied, job done. There's no hold up with that sort of thing. But that's definitely a consideration is that you have no idea how someone else's um, website or blog is laid out and how they prefer to highlight um, any kind of imagery or logo within their site. So that's something to work up. Now, the way to cover yourself with this is if you've got your logo worked up at the beginning and um, it works great on your cover art, just put, just have a sort of mental checklist to, to, to remind yourself, right, okay, I need this to look good, large and small. This goes back to what I was saying about the social media stuff when you've uploaded your profile or your logo and it looks tiny in a little circle. You need to make sure that it looks, you know, great, big and small. And not just that, as, but the, the podcast directories. If someone's got the, the Spotify or the Apple Podcast app on their phone and they're just swiping through the directory, the thumbnail for your cover art is going to be quite small anyway. So it needs to... It needs to work at small sizes, but certainly your logo as well, that's on top of your cover art, the two are very separate, then that needs to also look well, big and small. But also think to yourself, okay, do I need a horizontal version of this? And the answer is probably yes, because um, on this particular point, on someone else's website, they might prefer that. And also going back to the subscription thing with Apple, as one of their requirements, they ask for a channel logo, which is a horizontal version of your logo that sits at the top of the page so ask yourself those questions at the beginning where will this sit you know so yeah when you're doing your your um your trailer swaps and you're doing your guest appearances and so on just be mindful that the the other people who are running their podcast will probably ask you for a version of your logo in a certain orientation that you might you may not have considered at the beginning so get that rocking and rolling Uh, the next one is print material now, you might think this is a bit of an old school thing. Like, oh, I'm never going to need to print my stuff. You know, that's that's for the dinosaurs. That's old school. But believe it or not, there will probably be a time, and I'm absolutely referencing the people now who are serious about growth within their their podcast, or or you're seeing growth at the moment, and you're starting to expand your you're starting to expand your your show beyond just marketing on on social media, things like that. So there might be a point where somebody's listening, listens to your podcast. Let's say, for example, you're a, uh, you're an instructor or a teacher and, you know, you're teaching, you know, people around, um, sort of, uh, digital strategy around, you know, marketing, um, their own, their own business for whatever, you know, whatever the business that might be. 
and you've been rocking with your podcast for a while, you're starting to see good good growth, good numbers, and you start to think about monetizing your show. So you want to start offering some premium content maybe, or you're looking at subscription-based tiers and you know that kind of thing. That's when the world of print suddenly starts to open to you on two different aspects there. The first one is you might be thinking, hmm, you know, as if I want somebody to subscribe to this tier on Patreon, for example, as a sweetener, I might give away a t-shirt with my logo on it or a mug or some stickers to put on their laptop or something like that. All of a sudden they're asking me for CMYK values, but that doesn't really fit with the colour with the colour range of my current assets that have been worked up for digital only. They look great on a online, but now these, you know, I'm being asked for really big dimensions for my for my design and a different colour space, etc. I've no idea. So now you need to go back to designer again and be like, okay, now I need these things and so on. The other side of it is that somebody might be listening to your podcast and think, actually, this person might be great to speak at an event that I've got planned. So they get in contact with you and say, we want to um, invite you to speak at our event. We think you'd be really good. Uh, along top, alongside that, um, we want to work up some branding on our roll-up poster. So that goes back to um, me talking around n- not really understanding or not predicting more accurately exactly all the different places that your branding might end up on. So people might say, actually, I've got a roller banner and I need your logo in this format and this dimension because it's going to be printed out on a banner. And you're like, oh, crap. Now I need to sort that out. And then on top of that, you might be thinking, well, actually, this is an opportunity for me to give out some stickers that I mentioned or give out a little bit of merch that that plugs my podcast as well as speaking. So now all of a sudden, before you've even realised it, and back in the day when you thought, now I won't need any print stuff, now that you're, you've been invited to an event or you're attending an event or you're exhibiting an event for whatever reason it might be, or you're giving away merch as part of a monetization strategy, now it's like, right, now I need to start looking into print stuff. So bear that in mind as well. There, there will probably come a point if you're serious about growth with your podcast and you want to monetize, there's likely going to be a time when you want to start giving away some kind of physical thing. So bear that in mind as well. And then lastly, is your own website or blog outside of the the directories and, and other things that I've mentioned. Now, if you're using Captivate to power your podcast, we offer something called Captivate Sites, which is just a real, it's just a one switch, turn it on. And then within seconds, we've generated you a really nice website that lists out all of your episodes and you can brand it and we've got customization options and so on. And you can get that looking on brand. And then we also offer things like, you know, there's an email sign up component that you can add on there and you can add your bio and, you know, tons of stuff. It's, it's a very cool thing. It's the beauty about Captivate Sites is it's so quick. That's the cool thing. So that's the first one. If you're using Captivate, then you, you've already got a website here ready and waiting for you. And if you couple that with your custom domain uh, that we offer as well, you can get really powerful with that. So. The other end, the other end of the scale is obviously a, a full-blown external website on something like WordPress. You know that kind of full blogging ecosystem where your podcast is integrated into that blogging platform. Uh, a bit like one of my website, uh, one of my podcasts, one of my hobby podcasts about Doctor Who, the Big Blue Box. I have a, an external website run on WordPress because I have a team of writers that put um, editorials and articles and reviews together. And I also use my podcast episodes 
you know, as a as a new post. So it's like a full on blogging and podcasting uh, sort of area that I do that. So when you're using an external website like WordPress, short of just using an out of the box theme that you might pick up, that's another whole layer of potential customization and design that you need to think about. So that will absolutely use things like your branded colors and the the decisions that you make around imagery and that kind of thing and how well your logo sits throughout the throughout an external website. So that's the last thing to consider is um not just how your 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 podcast and the design assets look in little points around the internet so the podcast directories on social media monetization platforms and so on but also if you're doing your own dedicated website and so on how will it look and how will those colors and everything else work for that so that will require a little bit more of a customization uh, project in terms of working up how that's going to be how that's going to look and feel uh, but certainly with captivate sites you can you know we use your cover art um, throughout that website so that's all good but you know it's like some of the other um, places that i've mentioned uh, you can do like a custom header image and customize all the colors and so on so that needs to be taken into consideration so in closing make use of the guides that we offer online i'll link to those in the show notes there's a ton of stuff in there around we have a bespoke article on our blog around this very subject around making sure that your brand is on point and you know getting all of your your colors and font choices and all that stuff uh, rocking and rolling for your cover art example and also check out the how to start a podcast guide some really cool stuff in there about that as well how to get that rocking and rolling and also make use of the templates that are linked to as well to make sure that your social media because that's the obvious choice when it comes to marketing your your show it's not just uh, pop an episode out it lands in the directories hope for the best you need to actually start a telling people about your show and the not it's not the only way but the best way to do that is to get out there on on the social media channels and start building a, a following as well as a listenership but also engaging with your listeners engaging with the people that follow you and if you want people to take your your podcast seriously and appear as a professional looking podcast because you're serious about growth example then you need to get that stuff nailed and it's best to do that if you're listening to this now and you're thinking well i'm just about to start a podcast so this advice is perfect so when you get that done then massive thumbs up you will you will thank yourself later on down the line when you start need to when you need to start doing this stuff later on and secondly if you've got a podcast rocking and rolling already then that's all good there's absolutely no issue at all ever with rebranding your podcast or giving yourself a bit of a redesign if it's appropriate to do that if you feel it's the right thing to do so all of this advice still applies so you can apply it to an existing website or a podcast as well and i think i've uh, i've gone on long enough about this stuff for episode 20 so let's stick a pin in it there it's been great to talk to you about stuff that's close to my heart so at captivate here i'm the head of design so design and and, and all of this stuff is my wheelhouse so it's great to be able to to give you some advice and some pointers on making sure that your podcast uh, has that professional edge by going just beyond the usual cover art etc so make sure that you are subscribing and following in your preferred podcast app that way you won't miss a show and an episode when it lands every single wednesday but just to throw that on its head just a quick reminder that we're not here next week so there'll be no 
um, Captivate Insider episode next week. I'll be back the week after chatting to somebody from the Captivate team. Make sure that you are using Captivate to power your podcast if you're not doing so already. You can do that with a free trial. Just head over to Captivate.fm and you can sign up there for seven days completely free and try all of the features out and uh, not just the couple that I mentioned in this episode but everything we don't put anything behind some kind of restricted paywall or anything like that everything is open to you for seven days so uh, get your podcast up and running kick the tires I'm sure you'll be impressed with our feature set and if you've got a podcast rocking and rolling elsewhere then that's all good but if you just want to try a new host if it's something that you've been thinking about you just want to expand your feature set and your current host is not quite you know giving you the tools that you need then it's really simple and quick to bring your podcast over to Captivate. You can import it within a couple of minutes. It's all up and running. And again, the seven-day free trial is completely open to um, people importing their show as well as creating a new one. You can use all the features. It's all good. As part of um, being a Captivate user, you also get access to our weekly newsletter, which is our sister publication, also called Captivate Insider. And each week they give you a quick, actionable growth tip. And the one that went out just this last weekend was all around our marketing links. So within the Captivate dashboard, making sure that you populate all of your marketing links uh, so you can add your show on things like the directories, Apple and Spotify, etc., as well as all your social media profiles, your website. It means that they can all be enabled and embedded within your podcast player. So by doing that, it makes it really easy for visitors to find your website or you know follow your show on the directory app of choice with just one click. It's very cool. And not only that, by adding your directory links, you also get to create your single promotional link, which is another great feature, which is essentially just one URL and your subscribers can access you on all the directories from that single URL. So you get access to the newsletter as well, which is pretty swanky. Until next time for episode 21, please take care of yourselves and happy podcasting. <laughs>